Hey guys, this is Ryan, the Immature Dad, and this is the third episode of the Planet EJOBM podcast. We got a good show for you today, and we got a good cast. I'm going to let everyone introduce themselves, and we're going to talk about what we're, what we're talking about. Whoever wants to go, go on. What is good, Planet EJOBN? It's your boy, Robert Foltz, keeping that Asgardian life nice and normalized for y'all. As you might remember, you can find me as lead creative and part owner of thegoglife.com and one of your esteemed moderators on Planet EJOBN. I'm the one typically wagging my, f- my finger like Dikembe Mutombo when you step out of line. Like I said, catch me on thegoglife.com. You follow me on Twitter at comically dark, comically dark or Twitch as the Bristly Legend. I'm ready to show you all how we do things downtown because my most nostalgic franchise is the Ghostbusters. And always remember, if someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes. Tiffany? Thank you, Robert. What's up, everyone? This is Tiffany Stevens. Um, hello, EJBN. I am a new moderator that will be joining the cast weekly. Um, my favorite nostalgia has got to be Star Trek, and I'm talking the original team of Kirk and crew. Okay, that's right. Live long and prosper. Oh, so we got a great show for you. Can't wait to get it started. <laughs> dope, dope. Who else we got? Who else we got with us today? Kyle. Kyle. <laughs> I guess that would be me. Here is, uh, this is your friendly neighborhood fallen Marvel. Y'all can just call me FM for the time being. Of course, as usual, y'all can find me with the EJOBN crew. You know, you can find me on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, the fallen Marvel, or just fallen Marvel, all one word, easy to do. And uh, as far as my favorite nostalgia, I'm going to, pretty much make it easy and say i'm gonna stick with power rangers that's my favorite thing so yeah dope dope and today we have on the fifth mic today we have our guest moderator that's going to be Dwayne. you want to go ahead and tell everyone about yourself yes yes thank you this is Dwayne. uh i'm on twitter at the profit.com also a contributor here at EGABN. and uh my little favorite uh, nostalgic series has to be uh, Police Academy. You know, I, God knows how many nice. movies and, uh, and a TV show. And, uh, you know, if it comes on TV, I catch it. It's not like I have a box there, but, you know. Very nice, very nice. You guys beat me to the punch. You started asking the question before I told everyone what the question was going to be, but I'm sure they figured it out. Everyone's talking about their favorite nostalgic TV show or movie or series or whatever. For me, you know, I got to go with Star Wars because I am a huge Star Wars fan. I am still hate-tweeting Ryan Johnson, and I will continue until I get a good Star Wars movie. So maybe (laughs) once Solo comes out, this will stop. I will leave Ryan Johnson alone. But until then, I got about four burner accounts for his ass that I'm going to keep tweeting him from. But yeah, I got about a baker's dozen myself. The moment <laughs> I heard the word laser sword, I was like, oh, Ryan, you hate Star Wars, don't you? <laughs> but yeah, today, guys, we got a really good show. Today, we are going to talk about, we'll start off with Cobra Kai. It's the spinoff show of The Karate Kid, everyone's favorite 80s movie. You know, we were everyone wanted to be The Karate Kid growing up, or maybe most everyone. I actually just found out today that my wife has never seen Karate Kid. I don't even know how what? that's possible. That's Oh, that kind of falls to you. That's it? that's blasphemy. Well, that's, I that's gotta blasphemy. hold that L for the family, don't you? There <laughs> isn't that in the wedding vows? Thou shalt watch all eighties movies. I would think. So. I don't know. Back to the Future, <laughs> Teen Wolf. Right. That's what you I thought. Like I just found out today. <laughs> Yikes! Here's the real question. Get a prenup. Like this is a hot take, but do you think you'd have married her had you known? Yeah. <laughs> 
See, Mm-mm. I think Mm-mm. I think she would have had to watch it first, and then right. based mm. off her reaction, it would have went from there. But you know, now I can't do anything. You know, get a get a prenup, dude. Get a get a That's prenup and make her sign it without knowing. Like you don't want to be married for that long. You guys could have like you guys could have done that on her wedding night, and like yeah, right. more romantic than Elizabeth Shue. Let me tell you, like she's I'm so, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. That's very true. But yeah, today we are going to talk about uh, the the Karate Kid spinoff. I'm sorry. I'm flustered today. Um, So did we all see it? We all watched it, right? Yeah, yeah. I uh, actually caught it. Um, I don't get too many days off, but I literally binged it, which I'm actually not known for. Um, So I think that might be a testament to how I felt about it. Um, but yeah, I definitely, uh, inhaled the thing. Yeah. Same here. I actually finished it all. T- like I started it this morning and finished it all like before I was yeah. off work. So, you know, so I, I started time. it yesterday and I watched a lot of it today. I only have one episode left, okay. but I have been completely and utterly into this thing since I started watching it. You know, if it wasn't yeah, for the fact it. that I had a stupid job, right. I would probably have watched it already, but I'm in there. Get your uh, earmuffs ready, because, girl, I got some spoilers for that ass. Yeah. It's all right. It's, it's all good. It's not like it's one of those, for me, it's not like when I heard it was coming out and I saw some of the previews, you know, I have to admit, the previews look kind of whack. I was like, like, really? You know what I'm saying? Like, the previews, yeah. Yeah. uh-oh. The previews did nothing for, you know, wanting to make me watch it. You know what I mean? But right. um, just, I, I did um, check it out, because I got done watching some movie. Oh, I'm sorry. I got done watching Batman Ninja. And I was so disappointed <laughs> yeah. by Batman Ninja. I was, I, I, was, I was like, Cody, trying to find something else. And I came across Cobra Kai. And I was like, you know what? Let me check it out. And I was hooked from episode one. Right. So, yeah, I got one. I got one episode. So it's OK. You can spoil it for me. It's all right. But I'm in there. Yeah, no, it, you're right. The, the trailers for it didn't really do it justice. It made it seem really corny because they used a lot of like the um, like Russo's. Um, mm-hmm. you know his car dealership and everything so it was like alright what is mm-hmm. this like I'm not about to waste my mm-hmm. time watching this then you watch the first episode and it's like damn this this is a good show like I really yeah. enjoyed like I said I binged the whole thing 1 through 10 this today so I, awesome. I really really liked it I liked the spin on how you're seeing a different perspective because yeah. realistically Johnny who was the karate kid's antagonist. It was the blonde kid who, you know, was a dick. Or he seemed to be a dick. No, he, he's actually really a dick. Either way you look Can at it. Can we say dick on this podcast? Can we say oh, dick on the podcast? Girl, we talk about that all the time. Right. Oh, <laughs> okay. I know. I know. I know. I just, I want me to add that to a list of words that I'm allowed to say on the podcast, dick, right? I, right yeah, on there. I mean, okay. I haven't got like a letter or anything about it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm assuming I'm good to say it. You know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'll hear from the higher ups if I say something I'm not supposed to. <laughs> but yeah, no. So yeah, he he's a dick either way. But I still like how from his perspective, like when he was telling the story about to um his kid, his the kid he's helping, when he was telling the mm-hmm. story about what happened in the Karate Kid, he was he softened it up a little bit. He made it seem like Larusso was really just like this annoying ass kid who came out of nowhere. And was just messing with him and messed up his whole life. And I mean, from the way he worded it, yeah, you're, he's right. It was very much so like, I mean, we, you know, we're always governed by confirmation bias. And by and we, I mean, people, um, mm-hmm. it definitely took a spin of that. And the duality of the situation made it, you know, not only was John Lawrence more likable villain, 
but it really took a few keynote points of it um, in order to play him up as the hero. Like, for example, like at the end of Karate Kid, he uh, awards Daniel the trophy himself. You know what I mean? I think that's an important part because it shows that, like, because at the end of the day, Karate Kid is Miyagi, and I don't care what anyone says. True. So, but, like, at the end of the day, it's uh, the Karate Kid is as much about giving kids instruction and then having positive role models along the way Miyagi being the the apex the the, the best that you could possibly have and then you know you have Kreese who was a basically I mean pretty much a bastard and John was governed by his teacher the way that Daniel was influenced by Miyagi and that's kind of there's a lot of interplay with that in Cobra Kai as well um you know, so I think that that's a very important element of this is like children will listen, you know, as the, as the old right. Gundam says. And uh, so that you see, even though we know Kreese is terrible and he and John even acknowledges that Kreese was not the, the best teacher. Right. He still takes a lot from him as far as his teachings of the Cobra Kai. And you see him struggling with it through the entire series. Right. Mm-hmm. And so what I so I don't know if you guys know this, but. You know, there's a fan theory or a theory that went around about the Karate Kid of how the original Karate Kid of how LaRusso was actually the bad guy. I was because Johnny, yeah. Yeah, because Johnny was already established in the community. Um, whether the, oh, uh, um, and I do not remember her name, the girl, the girlfriend. True. Allie. I forget her name. Allie. It's Allie. Allie. Whether Allie was his girlfriend or he was trying to make his girlfriend. You know, I guess you could argue on both ends, but the fact was, is that he was trying to talk to her. You know what I'm saying? And they were, you know, they were closed, you know, they hung out, you know, he was all set up in the community. And then here comes LaRusso, legit just gunning for his girl and then messing things up. And then there was the Halloween party where he, you know, poured water on him in the bathroom when they were minding their own business, not doing anything, you know, and all of that. So to me, um, I really like Cobra Kai <clears throat> and for everything that you both have already said, it's a, it's obvious. It's basically the story from Johnny's perspective. Yeah. And we find out a lot of things that Johnny was going through. I know this is the non-spoiler part, so I'll try to keep it non-spoilerish. We find out a lot of things that Johnny did not know in the first karate kid, you know? And, um, if you go along with the fan theory that LaRusso was kind of the bad guy in Karate Kid, I mean, he performed that illegal kick. And then here goes LaRusso that had a whole career off of an illegal kick. Right. You know, because he won a tournament that was illegal. You know what I mean? So, you know, if, if you're going by that theory, it's kind of a bad guy, kind of a jerk, just a grown up jerk. You know, so I I agree with Robert about how, you know, he he does he struggles and he adapts a lot of the teachings, you know, and he pours it into these kids. And it's just, a, it's, it's really interesting, this dynamic of him and Russo, what, 30 years later? And the way the dynamic kind of plays throughout the show. So yeah, I, I really like it. I, I think it's really, really good. Well, I think one of the, uh, just to reference the video you're talking about too, Tiffany, because I want to make it clear that like, it's not excusing the the bad things that John did do because John was. Oh, oh no. Right. Kid. Right. You know, right. no doubt. like, like all of us, if you put a, if y'all had a camera on me when I was 17, I probably look like a, you know, I'm, I'm not, <laughs> there's no morality for me to stand on. Right. Here, you know? um, but like the fact is, and this was one of the things I thought was the most interesting 
Daniel 100% was the aggressor when they first met on the beach. He 100% brought mm-hmm. hands up first. Oh, yeah. Not John. Um, and I think mm-hmm. that's an important salient mm-hmm. point because it really, and that's why Cobra Kai is so good to me. It really hit the nuances of these and took it to school right. to the point where I was like, dang, that is, this really works. And the fact right. that it works, it makes it feel real. And if it feels real, we're right. bought in. Yeah, I agree. Right, right. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I'm assuming that the writers for this were probably privy to those theories about Daniel being the, uh, you know, the bad guy, not actually being the good guy in the whole story. Um, And like I said, they allude to a lot of that in the show. So, like, you get a backstory for Johnny, like how he was Mm -hmm. this kid. Oh, spoiler alert. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Like, you know, he was this kid who was really picked on or not picked on but he was kind of an outcast so you know when you look at the karate kids you're thinking like okay you know you have this kid who has everything you know he's rich he's got you know he's got the hot girl oh and they were dating it's just that they were fighting at the time LaRusso showed up and he okay and let's be real though like Daniel and Johnny weren't cool like you know we all been there as guys and maybe maybe girl yeah (laughs) there's a girl you like and you see her boyfriend slipping what you gonna do oh no that's not right this guy called i I have been both johnny and daniel in my life you know what y'all could y'all are despicable that's all i'm gonna say about that y'all are despicable i wouldn't i wouldn't be married if i wasn't despicable i was waiting You know what, ladies, to any of the ladies listening to this podcast, I just want y'all to know y'all heard it here first. Guys are just But also, I hope you heard here that I am both the handsome and the handsome Daniel. I am the dark and light side of the moon. (laughs) Yeah, I don't don't know if I can go with that. I I think I may just be Daniel at at this this point. But yeah, yeah no, so like, <laughs> yeah, so Johnny, you know, Johnny and her were, were fighting and then Daniel's, you know, he came in and he did what he had to do. He saw a girl he liked and he was trying to impress her. He did hit Johnny first on the beach. And then, you know, Johnny had to, you know, put the paws on him, had to show him what was up. Yeah. It's just that because you're introduced to Daniel first in the Karate Kid. Right. You know, he's the, right. it's all about perspective, really. You know, he's the person that they want you to like you know he just moved from right. new jersey he's the outcast no one knows him blah 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 you know so that's all it really was but in reality if you really look at it johnny was the you know was i don't want to say he was totally and completely innocent because i've never been a fan of people who jump on other people yeah totally i mean johnny was not all a good guy like neither that's kind of the point is neither was necessarily good or bad right but you know the movie's framing wants you to hate cobra kai and like some of the cobra kai was despicable like get him a body bag like i wanted to kill that (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) that's a hot line though that guy can you know uh catch a few uh come on man that that is a hot line though like when you hear it don't get me wrong like when the way he said it like it, it yep. was so dope. That is such a dope sound clip. <laughs> and you know, in the beginning of Cobra Kai, you know that moment is played, and you can hear him say, say yeah. that in the background. Absolutely. And I crack up every time I hear that because he is so for real. Put him in a body bag. Right. Yeah. yeah. yeah but he was on one for real. <laughs> <laughs> like he yeah, was really I Cobra Kai's hype man because I think he lost pretty early in the tournament. Actually, he did. Yep, he did. He did. And he so. had like young young Kiefer Sutherland with the guy lights. Right, he was like rolling his head around. <laughs> <and stuff. laughs> wow, that's so. Oh, 
That is the eighties, baby. We <laughs> totally. So I just I just find it interesting because personally, like I was never really into the Karate Kid as a series. Like I I knew of it, and like you know, I, growing up, like I probably catch it here and there, but I right. never was really into it. I just find it interesting, like listening to y'all, like all of you guys, like perspective on it because just listening to it, it really seems like. It seems as though that movie Sidekicks was what Karate Kid was supposed to be. <laughs> like, it just really seems that way because it's like it's kind of like the the guy that's the protagonist kind of is he's kind of a little jerk himself. So it's kind of like, yeah, okay, like <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I just I just find that I just find that rather interesting though. No, I hear you. I mean, well, it was it's interesting because they. One thing that I think Cobra Kai hit that a lot of the other um, kind of post, I mean, let's face it, the first Karate Kid's the best. Two's fine. Three's eh. Um, I mean, it's Hillary Swank. And so. the remake was even more eh. So. Are, we, are, we, are we, we not acknowledging we're the fourth one? <laughs> we're no, not, we're not. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 Jada. No, much. No, you know, <laughs> no, with all due respect to Will and Jada. No, we're not going to. No, not that one. The Hillary Swank yeah, one I'm talking about. Oh, the Hillary one? Oh, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, no, we're not acknowledging that one either. I, mean, <laughs> I forgot all about it. I forgot it was Sadly even me. enough, that's like the one I remember the most. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I mean, it's, yeah. it's interesting because like, but that's, so that's kind of why another reason I rock with Cobra Kai. I've been waiting for that lightning in a bottle to hit the franchise the way that the first one and, and the second one to a large extent actually did. I don't even remember um, the second this one. Truly, say again. I'm so sorry. I don't remember the second one at all, honestly. Oh, it was, it's when he went to Okinawa. Um, and yeah, was, yeah. There was actually a lot of good scenes in there, and like it has some of the, um, I think, some of the essence of what made like the franchise solid. And then like if you played yep. like the old NES video game, okay. like they had a lot of the second movie in that, which I mean, I don't yep. know if y'all remember it, but that was a good game. I do. I remember. Super hard, but it was dope. <laughs> um, but Cobra Kai really did feel like it was straight out of that, that universe. Whereas like the next Karate Kid and then like, you know, the animated series that came out, I think it was like 89. Yeah. was not so dope. And then, um, you know, then like the remake with, this, with Mr. Young Smith. Um, <sighs> rough because uh, it would <laughs> it would like I didn't mean I'm sorry I didn't mean to cut you off but it's like I just really think that with that movie like I just think it would have been fine had they not called it Karate Kid I agree. just called it something oh, else totally. I, I, I absolutely agree with that we probably and have the, expected a lot more from that <laughs> going with high well, expectations yeah and, and that's fair and that's because the first one was so good but like it, it, to contrast those two the line I remember most from Karate Kid is get him a body bag. Yeah. The one I remember best from the 2010 remake was, I want to go home. <laughs> I hate it here. That's what I remember. It became a viral meme. As if you all <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just I'm like, pretty sure the crying nah. Jaden Smith uh, faces yeah. a meme. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So that's kind of sums it up. So Cobra Kai, however, really did kind of encapsulate a lot of what we loved about that first one. And it is why it taps into our nostalgia factor, which is one thing we're going to be talking about a fair bit tonight. What that that lightning in a bottle nostalgia factor? How far does that carry us? A lot of us '80s and '90s kids, you know, like we, we were loving ourselves in Karate. So Karate Kid came out the year I was born. You okay, know? so that dates me. Yeah, I'm, me too. Mm, yeah, I'm early, early 30s. Old. What can I do? Right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but, let um, me Google and see what year that came out. <laughs> it, it came yeah, out '84, right? 
Yeah, in the year, in yeah. the year of our Lord, that the best people were born. That's all you need to know. Exactly. Okay, you know. That was a year before me. So look, <laughs> I, the research. last dragon came out the year I was born. So I'm sticking <laughs> with that. Go. Jesus, am I the um, youngest one here? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but well, yeah, maybe. I that how much of the, of Cobra Kai is the nostalgia factor, which is a very honest question that we wanted to talk about. Honestly, while the nostalgia does definitely pique the interest, because as I believe Tiffany said, the marketing of this movie was garbage. Oh, yeah. Like, terrible. So, mm-hmm. and I had never had a YouTube Red subscription before this. I got one for Cobra Kai because I watched those first two episodes that they gave for free. Had it been based off the marketing, I never would have even looked True. at it. Mm-hmm. True. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. So and I, I don't know if that's... I don't... We'll see, and I am not a YouTube watcher. Like, I don't sit there and watch YouTube. Like, you know how a lot of the younger kids, you know, they're watching people play video games. They're watching, right. you know, some shows that are produced on YouTube. You know, they've got YouTube. I don't do that. Like, if I'm on YouTube, I'm looking up hair videos. How or there's a, <laughs> there's a part on a video game I can't get past. It's been frustrating me for, like, two months, you know, and I'm trying to see how somebody else do it. So, for for me, I don't know if it was... The marketing was bad by by YouTube, Brad. Like I don't know what they have in terms of funds. So you, if you guys are watching videos on YouTube, you would have to let me know in terms of when they advertise. Is this is that what it looks like? You know what I mean? Because you know YouTube is trying to produce its, is producing its own shows, obviously. Right. So they're going to need to do something better to market shows like this. Because like Robert said. And I didn't watch the episodes that they gave a free online. I was listening to other people, you know, people who would post in the nerd group, you know, and stuff like that and saying how awesome it was, you know, and I decided to check it out. But if it wasn't me hearing from word of mouth, I would never have even bothered to look at it. Right. So So I don't know if that's. Yeah, so we had talked about it probably like um probably I think a month ago when the trailer first dropped because we put a post up Mm -hmm. on on the webpage. And so, like like I said, the, or like Rob said, the trailers weren't done well, but I think they may have made it that way on purpose because it was very cheesy. In essence, mm-hmm. it was very 80s, which that mm-hmm. movie is. Mm-hmm. So, And this is the first big original show for YouTube Red. So okay. we can't say if that is, you know, if that's how they're going to market everything, if it's just bad marketing on their part, because I can't see them doing bad marketing on accident just because okay. they're such a machine. You know, you, I'll tell you what, though, you want to know what's good is we're talking to a person who runs a small marketing firm, which is myself. Um, I can tell you exactly. Shameless plug, how Robert. To go about this. You, yeah, you, I know. You, you want to go ahead and plug like, your website you too? Money, slide up on my DMs. <laughs> you got some cards you want to send out at the same time? Gee. You got them, you got them digital. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, no, but in all seriousness, though, I, I can actually kind of give you some insight into that. So, um, this is the first large release that they've done. YouTube Red has been around for a while. They've only started using, and, ke- and keep in mind, YouTube itself is all advertising. Like, that's pretty much how you know, ad revenue is generated for the uh, content creators, all that good stuff. So, the thing that they're doing is they are literally trying to rope in YouTube watchers. So, Tiffany, 
you will never be reached through the means that they use because they use their free mechanisms to do so. Mm -hmm. So um, that you're exactly right. Like you will never be reached. And that's bad because this has the capacity to reach far greater than that. So I feel like they should have branched out more with that and put a little more care into the actual uh, trailers themselves. Um, however, they clearly, I think last when I saw this, this was at uh, Cobra Kai was at 15 million views, which for YouTube is quite good. Right. Nice. Uh, that's high monetization for them. That's like some of the best YouTubers you can get. So it's doing well, which is great. But I think that they've really survived off of the buzz, which could have been by design. They maybe didn't have a huge budget to actually invest into advertising, which is fine. Um, but yeah, I, I do wish they'd have put more effort in the damn trailer. I just don't, I can't even understand that. Yeah, it was not. I was like, really? <laughs> well, so I almost yeah. didn't watch it. Like, I, I'm not, I can't put it, like, put a, uh, find out a point on that. I almost literally didn't watch this show at first. And that's bad because I really liked it and I do love this stuff. So. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to lie. I was going to watch it regardless. And I wasn't even like a huge karate kid fan growing up. Like, I loved it, of course, when I watched it. But I'm going to be honest, I haven't watched that movie in probably about. How old am I? 30? 25 years, maybe? Nah, probably mm-hmm. a little bit less than that. Probably probably mm-hmm. about 18 years. It's been a long time since I've watched it. That so, sounds fair. That's been about mm-hmm. as long as last time I've watched anything like Karate Kid related. Right. And I watch a lot of old movies. It's just that has never popped in my mind. So seeing that pop up, I was like, well, you know what? That really was a good movie. So, uh, yeah. you know, so I'll check this out. And on top of that, like I said, I've said this a million times. I like that they went with a different perspective. Mm-hmm. If we're going to do remakes and, and everything like that or continuations of old stories, I would prefer they did it that way. That was one of the reasons why I liked Creed so much, which was yeah. a spinoff yep. of Rocky. Yep. It's because yep. you're getting away from the whole main character perspective. You're getting a whole nother perspective while also keeping that attachment to the original universe. Like it gives you so much more. I I'm, I hate when these you know studios and everything they just remake movies and they just try and you know force what made you love the original so much down your throat. Like when they remake Terminator, yeah. they're determined to push Arnold Schwarzenegger down your throat because he's the one we all loved. You know, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Sylvester Stallone announced a new Rambo, so that's coming out in the fall. Are we happy about that? Does, is Rambo, do we really want a Rambo with a, what, 70-year-old Sylvester Stallone? It's uh, interesting yeah. because the last movie was so solid. I would almost always, to answer your question, say, no, I do not want that. However, that movie was really solid. Okay. And if it's, if it's to the extent that that one is, and Sylvester is the old grizzled, kind of run down slower and they, you know, they don't give them the, uh, the kind of, uh, action Jackson's, uh, Popeye slash, you know, Captain America, right. of the, the original ones, you know, he's not that he, if they play him as a 70 year old and he is a 70 year old and now granted he's a badass 70 year old, right. I'm okay with that to give us closure to the character, but it needs to be the same level of grit. I liked that they had like very real like issues that happened in that pro like in that geographical region, like the human trafficking element and things like that. That felt very real, and things like that were. It has to hit it on those cylinders. It can't be eighties movie Rambo, right? Definitely fail. If they do kind of like an old man Logan take Mm -hmm. on it, I think it will work. I agree. 
Sylvester Stallone, I will give him this, is a good director. And usually he does well with his movies and his franchises. When he has all creative control, I trust him. I trust him to make a good movie. If you look at the Expendables franchise, even though the third one was kind of weak, it was still a good, it's a good franchise overall. You look at the Rocky franchise, it's one of the best franchises out. So... I mean, we can say that now because Rocky, what was it, five was kind of questionable. So okay, so <laughs> let's be real. Rocky <laughs> five was they corny. Back from that, <laughs> Rocky five was Balan. corny. Rocky or, or Balboa was fantastical. That was yeah. the issue with Balboa. That was the one where he fought the uh, where he went back in the ring, and he almost won. Right. That one was fantastical. So, That's what we don't want question. to happen with Rambo. Yes. Quick question about Creed for you guys. Yes. Is Creed as solid as, and as impactful of a movie if Michael B. Jordan wasn't just so freaking good? You it mean depends. if the acting wasn't so good? Yeah, because like, are we I talking? He carried that for me. Like, like I loved Creed was solid. Like, I don't get me wrong. I thought a lot of the other elements of it as well. I just really believe Michael B. Jordan in that role, and I felt because like. <laughs> Did we really love everything about Apollo Creed? Like, those movies were a little bit watery in moments, you know what I mean? And it yeah. wasn't always good at actually building up the supporting cast other than Rocky. Right. So, like, while, like, yeah, Apollo was awesome. And, like, he was that all-American boxer that, like, you know, America took to. Oh, yeah, great. Um, the emotional attachment of Michael B. Jordan was 100% what locked me into that movie early and why I paid such close attention throughout. And so I was ready to not like Creed because, like, I, you know, it's kind of like the remake factor. It's like, well, is this going to be Terminator Salvation and horrible? Right. Or is this going to be dope? You know what I mean? So it's, it wouldn't have been the first time a, a uh, series that I love gets remade into something I hate. And so I was prepared for that. Michael B. Jordan, however, was at least my bridge point to where I uh, watched that movie and, like, I was that and the score was really good, actually. So I want to give that, the score yeah. a shout out to Honestly, you beat me so, to yeah, it. Both of those things. That's so, really sorry, Tiffany. Go ahead. I I thought Creed was good, but I didn't think Creed was good because of Michael B. Jordan. I agree. Okay. I'm not gonna lie. I thought he was kind of cheesy in the movie, I and agree. I love Michael B. Jordan. I don't. I was sitting here trying to wrap my head around the fact of where the hell did this kid come from? A wife didn't know. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, Creed. Didn't, I mean, um, Apollo didn't really say anything. She found out. You know what I'm saying? He was, you know, in and out of trouble and whatever, and she tried to make a home for him. You know what I'm saying? So okay. I, it, it was it was kind of a hard sell to me. And so for me, in terms of remakes, I think it just depends on where the story comes from. You know, illegitimate yeah. kid coming out of nowhere, you know, then I start thinking back to the movies I saw, you know, with Apollo Creed, and it's like, was there any hint? You know what I'm saying? Or anything like that? And obviously he's a boxer, sure he had you know, women on the side, groupies, it's highly probable that, th- that this kid is, you know, was one of those hookups. So right. like when we were talking about remakes and things, there are some remakes that are good, like Judge Dredd. I thought the oh, Judge Dredd remake was yeah, awesome. I, yeah, I, I don't I, care I, what anybody says. No. I feel like that movie was totally underrated and it was flipping sweet. But I then agree. you have... You have Robocop. Right, but then you have Total Recall, which was a shit show. Gag. I've never seen it. Have no intention of seeing. Don't it. see it. You don't. You aren't missing anything. So, like nothing at all. So one. Right. So right. So it just depends. It depends on what they do with the story. So I do think, in terms of remakes, 
I don't know if Hollywood is running out of ideas and they realize that a lot of these shows came out in the 80s and the 90s were hugely popular and they created multiple movies. I mean, we talked about Karate Kid and what we liked and didn't like out of the four movies and the remake with the Smiths. But if you look at the franchise as a whole, that's five movies off of one story. Right. You know what I mean? Terminator. Uh, 12, 15. I don't know how many Terminators <laughs> were on right now. But not only did the Terminator have about, what, six movies? It also had a pretty damn good TV show in the Sarah Connor Chronicles before Fox yep. canceled it. Oh, it's a you Fox I mean? show, so they canceled so everything. I'm mad about that. I'm I know. So, so it's like a lot of the movies that are coming out these days do not have franchise appeals, save for hero movies. So let's take hero mo- um, superhero movies out of it and Star Trek and Star Wars. Those are, you know, golden, you know, movies right. and, and stories that your, you know, other movies can't really replicate. But outside of those, you know what I mean? A lot of these movies don't have franchise appeal. So I think some of these, they figure, oh, well, we can remake them. You know, we'll, we'll either tell the same story or we'll do it from a different perspective. So for me, it just depends on what it is. I cannot get with Total Recall. Like, yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. I didn't like the Karate Kid movie with the Smith. Um, yeah. But like, like I already mentioned, I dug Judge Dredd. You know what I mean? So can I just... agree that, um, like, can we agree that the best performance in a repackaged franchise is Carl Urban's chin? I agree. <laughs> yeah. Lock it up. Lock it up. It's done. Next it was, question. It was a package deal with that with that helmet, man. Yeah. Like it just it was it was in it was in full synchronicity there. That's my dude. Like, I, I mean, it was it was gritty. It was you know it was gritty. It was believable. I like the fact that the entire movie was in one spot, you know, and was just that high rise and the draw. I mean, it was just I liked it. Like the fact that. I feel like that movie is going to be one of those underground culture hits like Starship Troopers. Like, I just right. feel yes. like it's, that's Good just what it's going to do. Yeah, it'll get more popular <laughs> yeah, the further on it. Yeah, but Absolutely. It did, but it's like after that first movie, though, like... I've seen bits and pieces of the second one and like I didn't even bother to want to go back to it because I know like the that movie kind of like reused shots from the original movie if I remember correctly and um I don't remember which I don't remember what the other one was I I watched but I know like the only other one I saw was like the one when Casper Van Dien like came back to reprise his role and like one of the yeah. other ones, and like yeah. I was just like watching. I'm like, this movie is so bad. Like, but see, they should have the just left is, it alone. <laughs> yeah, and the problem is, is what the mad the thing that that made Starship Trooper so awesome was the fact that it was cheesy. The problem was is that they took a dark turn, and it didn't fit with the movie. You know what I mean? And then it just got all weird, and you know, then it fell off. Starship Troopers was corny. You know what I'm saying? While being sci-fi, right. you know, it was like a, it was like something you were watching a sci-fi channel that you like Sharknado. It's right. kind of bad, yeah. but you, but you enjoy it because it's so funny and unbelievable. But it took a dark turn as they started making more, and then it just got weird, and it kind of lost the magic that it had. Yeah, so. kind of like yeah. I mean, it, it's it's kind of funny you say that because I remember watching the first one, and I guess like because it kind of had that campy like appeal to it because anytime I think about that movie, it always takes me back to the original RoboCop because Robo, RoboCop yeah. had the original, had that same feel to it. 
You know, like, you know, kind of cheesy. And, and like, I'm a, and I'm sure, like, I wouldn't be surprised if like the same people that worked on that one worked on this one too. Paul Verhoeven directed so, both. So okay, mm-hmm. well, there you go, there you go. But <laughs> and um, that was another good remake too. That was right. another good remake. What was? Wait, the, hold the on, is, cancel. What was a good I remake? I think like as far as like. <laughs> Like well, this is what you brought up. Like some of the other franchises, like the like the Terminator franchises. Now, I think see it. It definitely was taking a, a not going in a good direction when Rise of the Machines came out because that was disappointing to me. Mm. And I enjoyed that. I, you know what? I didn't. I didn't really trip too much on Salvation. I know a lot of folks don't really like it too much. But I didn't really trip on that movie too much. I thought I thought it was okay for what it was. Like it, it. wasn't mm-hmm. it, like because I, I I own it, so I, like I thought it was okay. But um, <laughs> but the thing is, like, okay, Gen- I saw Genesis for the fir- finally like a year ago because I because I because I ref- I refused to go to the movies to see it because I was very 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 disappointed with the trailer giving away the whole plot and. Um, I watched it and honestly, I didn't think it was a bad movie. Like I actually thought it was okay. Was it was it great? Not at all. But I thought it was okay and I thought it was I thought it was interesting that they were kind of rewriting like what they did a bit to kind of like, you know, just sort of shake things up a bit. I was okay with that. And but like my thing was that like when they gave away that whole plot in the trailer that John was uh became a damn terminator somehow. I'm like, mm-hmm. bruh. Yeah. Why mm-hmm. would you give away that whole right. twist? Like that is like I have no reason to go to go to the movies to watch this now. Right. <laughs> that was something that they really could have kept under wraps. I personally I wasn't that big of a fan of Genesis and I've seen it a few times. Mm-hmm. I think I own it. Maybe. I'm I'm not sure. I wasn't a fan of Genesis. Salvation wasn't bad, but it was forgettable. I'll say Rise of the Machines, I enjoyed a lot, really. Yeah, it's too. just that uh, the first two Terminators were just so great. So they were yeah, so they late. Were. To go yeah, back to back was like nothing that. more iconic than the second one, man. Like, yeah, at all. Ex- exactly. Like, it's just, please, yeah. man. Like, I don't know. Like, I think we just, maybe it's just because, maybe it's because, like, what, what just threw me off with the third one was... I just maybe I just wasn't feeling like the actress that was the TX in that role. Like I, I don't know what it was. It's like she, yeah, she I don't, and John. I, I didn't really like John that much in that. I hated John. Yeah. I would say that was my. He was a total punk. Yeah, and all this other kind of stuff. And I was like, after what you saw with your mama. You know what I'm saying? In the second one, reminded me of Owen Wilson. So, like, I mean, it, you, <laughs> kinda, yeah. but, but wow. the thing is, you got to remember. You you also got to remember. John thought they prevented Judgment right. Day altogether. So it's yeah. like, and then also, I'm just saying. But huh. then also, you got to look at it this way: John has always been whiny. John yeah. from yeah, two, three, yeah, like so he's he's a, he's a whiner. So the way they portray who was it, Nick Foltz or Nick something, Nick something. I can't remember his last it name. It is Nick something. Nick Stahl. Yeah, there we go. It's Stahl. Yeah, it's Stahl. there you go. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how I remember that, but whatever. I don't either. Yeah, because I had no idea. <laughs> but the blonde yeah. kid. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, it's Nick Stahl, and the way he portrayed him, I thought was great. I thought he like based off mm. what uh, who's who's the original River Phoenix, right? 
No. Edward Furlong. Furlong. Edward Furlong. Yeah. Show that respect. Best believe. <laughs> Don't you do that to River. Don't All right. You know what? We're going to talk about River on another show. But, <laughs> but yeah, Edward Furlong, he, based off what he did with the character and the second Terminator, I think Nick Stahl did a great job continuing that. Continuing of like yeah. the way he turned out, that's what I would expect. He was. I wanted to slap him throughout the entire what, movie. And I, I got a good rebuttal on this because, quite frankly, like it, I would say Terminator Two is, I, I think, in the running for one of my all-time favorite films. Oh, definitely. Um, and the big difference between Edward Furlong and Nick Stahl, Edward Furlong had balls. Edward Furlong yep. was a risk taker. Yep. Edward Furlong was a screw the man, and while he might have been a little entitled and whiny, no <laughs> doubt, I do agree with that element of that. However. I think Edward Furlong fully was a survivor and he sold me on that, which is exactly mm-hmm. what True. John Connor is. Whereas mm-hmm. Nick Stahl, I don't think was horrible. I also think he did the, the role to the best of his ability. I would also call it a miscast. And my biggest mm-hmm. problem with, I mean, I just probably call him Owen Wilson because like I can damn near hear him say like talking to Arnold, be like, well, come on, big cat. This right. is what we're going to be doing on the mission. <laughs> so like, for me, not. yeah. That's an entirely different film you just described, my friend. <laughs> I don't you think know, it was a miscast. And I think the other, the other thing with a lot of these remakes, though, too. So when I was talking about the story and listening to all of you guys talk about the Terminator series, there are some stories that I'm going to need them to get to the damn point. Yeah, you know, right. like in The Matrix, he defeated... Mr. You know, Mr. Smith, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and he saved the humans, you know, and he was inducted into the Matrix Hall of Fame, you know, and the machine. You know what I'm saying? Like some of these movies, I need them to get to the damn point. So when we get right. to Genesis and we find out. So I know and um, I know I forget the one before Genesis. I'm sorry. Somebody tell me the name. Salvation. The one before Genesis. Salvation. Yeah, Salvation. And Salvation, I know Buss's face gave John his heart. So that way he would save John and. The resistance would carry on. So it's like, and then in Genesis, like we, you know, we find out he's a full blown Terminator, you know, and all this other kind of like, well, wait a minute. You know what I mean? But then they take him down. And I guess in the end, and I, and it's been a while since I saw the movie, so I'm sorry, but I think in the end they blow up a location, but it's not, it's still not the same, the main damn hub. Yeah. So my thing is, is in some of these stories, if you're going to keep retelling the same story or bringing the franchise back get to the point some of these stories i feel like they need to get to the point and i guess for me with some of these remakes and stuff like that going back to what ryan said before when you keep retelling the same story it does become boring right so with cobra kai we get a totally different view because the tournament's over you know what i mean they're, right. they're grown exactly. up they didn't have families you know they're doing other things they got their own jobs and whatever and now things are coming back around and we're seeing the story from a different perspective, which is Johnny's perspective, you know, and getting his life. We didn't get that in the first film. But with a lot of these remakes, it's, it's either the same shit, not things that tell a different story, which is why Robert likes Creed. It is a, it's a retelling, but it's not. It's a new story right. with parts of retelling right. in it, which is what makes the film so good. But with some of these, it's just like, like, I, I like I'll say it again, okay, Total Recall. I don't know what the hell was happening in that goddamn movie, okay? But it was horrible, and it was all over the place, yeah. and it was, it, was just, it was just ridiculous, and I'm mad that it was made because I am an 80s Arnold's fan. I swear to God, if they remake The Running Man, I am done. 
They I am done. Can we agree though that Total Recall, it wasn't like Total Recall was just the best movie ever. No, they just completely screwed it. And it was like just right. Like, yeah, I, I agree. And I think it's funny you brought up the Matrix because I was having this conversation with a couple mates of mine, which we were talking about what would it be ridiculous? Like, what about is it time for, for them to maybe like get ballsy enough to try and remake to try it like, again. The mm-hmm. They yeah, are like, now the Matrix came up like, you know, we hundred percent like that was a thing. And I call that Spider-Man syndrome where we keep hearing the origin 10 different times. over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like, we all oh, know God. about the, the radioactive spider. You know, I'm a big Spider-Man fan. I've been reading comics. I mean, most of y'all know reading comics my entire life. I have like 10,000 comics like sitting in my home right now. Like I am so over the origin, but like, right. what are they going to do for this remake? And, and so right. there's, there's so many things to look at, to go back, to unpack, especially some of these eighties ones. And even in the matrix, like are, you know, if they went about that again, would they add in the, the twin cultural appropriation ghost twin things? No. Like, <laughs> oh, that blew up and we never saw them again. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, okay. And that, but that's a good point. It's like, at some point, you know, somebody is going to try to reboot it. Well, so the thing and is, how do you reboot it unless you totally remake Neo? Like, case in point, we're talking about nostalgia. Robin Hood is coming out again. Gag. Yeah. And I know some people are psyched for the trailers, but I'm sorry. I am a Kevin Costner, my man, and I forget his name, my man Han, who played Hans Gruber from Die Hard. Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman, thank you. Put some respect on that man's name. Alan Rickman, Kevin Costner. Robin Hood fan. Like the remake yeah. with uh, what's his face from Gladiator? Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. Yeah. Horrible. Still never horrible. watched that. Have no intention to no, see it. No, I haven't it seen it. It's, hor- it's horrible. And so, I mean, they completely redid Robin's narrative. And so now here we go and we got another remake and then I'm looking at the scenes and I'm, I'm going to say it because that's how it feels these days. It seems like whenever they remake a movie these days, they give some of these characters skills that you know damn well they did not right, have. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I swear to God, he was doing some form of martial arts in his films, and you know they didn't do that back then. And I know they're trying to appeal to a younger crowd, but it's like here we go with another remake that we come out being cheesy. Well, so, uh, I don't know. And you know what? That kind of reminds me of that time when they made. Remember that movie that they made? I think it came out like in the late '90s, The Musketeer. When yes. he did that, yeah. and yes. it was like supposed to be like a. It was kind of like supposed to be like the story of D'Artagnan before he became uh, part of the Musketeers. Yeah, and it was like they did like that whole like the whole like martial arts stuff with the. Yeah, yeah. and, and like, it's, there like it's like it was weird, but at the same time, I thought it was interesting. So because it was like because <laughs> they have never done it like that before, but at the same time. Like, I'm guessing, like, Robin Hood is kind of, like, going through the same thing the Musketeers was going through since the 90s. Because, like, Three Musketeers, like, had, like, several remakes over, like, a 15-year period. And, like, the, the like the Musketeer I thought was interesting for what it was. It wasn't anything great. I just think it was interesting trying to blend two different things that have no business being blended. But at the same time, it was like... Okay, this is interesting. But then they remade, then they remade it again... What was it? I think it was Paul W. S. Anderson made it, and our kind of that kind of already made me not want to go see it because by then I think this was like when he did like what the third or fourth, maybe fifth Resident Evil, which I absolutely loathe. So it was like since like when I knew he was doing, it, I was like, oh yeah, this movie's gonna be garbage. And yeah. Plus, he put his wife in it, so it was like, <laughs> yeah. Like, and but then remember too. 
But here we are too with Resident Evil. I'm gonna need for us to end this. That's over. I thought. It's it over. To be I thought. I thought the last scene she was standing on like a bridge or something like that, and they were looking at all these monsters trying to figure out what to do. I swear that was the end of the scene. The last one, maybe I, I missed. I, so, I don't know, know, but I pray that that is yeah. there, not making any more. Because the thing <laughs> is, the thing is, Capcom needs to just take the rights away from Paul W S Anderson or whatever. <laughs> Uh, movie studio that they've been working with and either just focus on just the CG movies or actually like oh, have man. like some competent people like revitalize like some of this stuff because I mean look this is the thing and I guess it still ties into the nostalgia thing too it's like even then I still don't understand why they had to re had have why they had to do another Tomb Raider I get they rebooted the video game but I had no intention of seeing this movie when it came out and I still don't it's like you know, it's like, look, say what you want about the Angelina Jolie ones, but they were entertaining for Whack. what they were. Never seen them. Okay? It's like, Whack. They, it's, you're not missing anything really, but for what they were, they were actually fairly entertaining. I wouldn't put them in the top 10 or anything, but I guess if we're talking about specifically video game movies, they might actually crack the top 10. Well, video game movies the, are historically <laughs> bad, so that's yeah. not really something and to... And they are, and... Uh, I mean, regardless of, like, some of the casting choices, like, I think, like, as far as, though, like, video game-related movies, um, I honestly really thought... I honestly really didn't think Prince of Persia was that bad. Like, the only I problem I had... The only problem I had was... The, the, the only problem I, right, the only problem I had with it was casting. But other than that, mm-hmm. I thought the movie was actually okay. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Right, but... So but let's but look just, at... The, like, go, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm oh, sorry. Let's look at some disambiguations that like we're kind of like talking about. So um, I think another one that gets overdone, like we kind of mentioned the Three Musketeers. What do we find to be the superior iteration of the Three Musketeers? I know my vote would be the Man in the Iron Mask. I was just about to say that. That's my vote. Um, That's my vote. I think that was just a, a phenomenal movie and it was a very real retelling of it. And like I as a young DiCaprio who was starting to assert himself as yeah. kind of, mm-hmm. you know, the juggernaut he basically has eventually become. Had a great supporting cast, like even like Porthos in that movie, which is uh, Zim's uh, Jean de Pardieu. Um, yeah, was, yeah. Like, he was so good in that. And then like it, you know, Jeremy Irons is always amazing. Gabriel Byrne. Um, that's all that's coming. John Malkovich. Um, yeah, John no, Malkovich. No, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. That was a really great casting. I loved that. I mean, and that was so like we there was certainly been like you know lots of Three Musketeers movies by the time that one came around. How much does that one stand on its own, though? Despite all those, like you think of that one, I think first, and that's yeah. that's an example of th- like let me let me come out of the phoenix, you know, let him rise and show y'all what I'm about. That's what a franchise reboot can do, I think. And I, but I think the the key thing, the difference with the Man in the Iron Mask was, is it was more about Louis. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was about it was about the Musketeers for sure. They were at the front, but it was really about Louis. And they tried oh, to, really? you know, they told yeah, the near absolutely. Yeah, and I, and I think that was different is because the Musketeer movies were more so, you know, obviously focused on the Three Musketeers, but this Absolutely. was Louis with the Three Musketeers and the story of how Louis started out one way in history and how he turned out another way in history. And then obviously the Three Musketeers were an integral part of that. I think that was one of yeah. the reasons why that movie stood out more than the others, but I agree with you. If we're talking Three Musketeers, Man in the Iron Mask is absolutely yeah. Right there. I, I agree. Well, you hit the exact point that needs to be hit too. Is I think that mm-hmm. it's uh, it's taking exactly what the source material is and repackaging it in a way that feels narratively different and fresh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
And mm-hmm. I, I honestly really think that that was, uh, again, that's definitely one of the better examples when you actually like retell something that's been told several times before and add like kind of add like a, a really interesting layer to it. And and it's something that, again, like that's a movie that still kind of stands the test of time even now. Like that's still exactly that's that's a movie that still stands up now. And now when we look at something like I think like the, the hardest things to really look back on as far as like things that's either redone or retold or whatever. It's like when it comes to like action movies being redone or retold. It's it's something hard to do because it is it, it's, it's very hard because you look at all the movies that were, you know, action based movies that were redone or retold or they just kind of just, you know, just fall by the wayside. You never hear from them again like Conan. I have heard no one talk about that movie ever. And I still have not seen it. Like I damn near forgot about it up until we did this podcast, honestly. And, and uh, messed up <laughs> is that Conan was all right. Like it really wasn't as bad as I think like some people wanted to paint it. And the fact that like other movies will get second looks, but that one won't see the light of day is rough because Conan's a cool franchise. It, it could, I don't know. Like I hate to keep being like, Oh, well, if you guys have read the comics, but I'll be there. Um, <laughs> right. Conan comics are lit, dude. Like, they're so good. And Conan is an amazing character and, like, quotable and fun and good. I'd like to see them do it right. But then again, it's all going to fall to the wayside because they put them in the hands of shoddy writers, idiot directors that don't understand the source material. And that's just how we get all these terrible, you know, remakes. And you Conan know, is not good enough for the nostalgia because we've been mentioning the word nostalgia a lot. Tonight. Right. I and think I think there is sorry, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead, Rob. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no big deal. Um, so like in the nostalgia tank, I think that we all the tank is larger or smaller depending on the franchise. Mm-hmm. If the nostalgia tank is filled and large, we will make lots of allowances for that that intellectual property. Conan isn't as big for most people. Like it's something that people probably seen and they go, That's a cool one, that's all right. The best example of this I could give where I'll bet the nostalgia tank wasn't that high, but the reboot was so amazing that it totally shattered all preconceptions about it was Mad Max. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I agree. Mad I was going to say through the silver, the, the glass ceiling, so to speak. Yeah. In a, in a lot of ways. And Tiffany, you're a woman. So, of course, when it comes to Mad Max, get talking. This is your show. <laughs> well, I, what I was going to say about Conan, too. One thing about Conan also maybe, or the remake was the fact that I don't think a lot of people thought Jason Momoa did well. I didn't think he'd do that, but I didn't think he did that bad. Like, from what he had to work with, you know what I mean? Like, I think the last Conan was Arnold, right? Was there another Conan in between Arnold and Mm, Jason? No. Not that I know of. And Conan came out in the 70s? Like, there wasn't, unless you include probably some of the, either, I don't know how old the cartoon is, and then that one game that they had. Oh, like, yeah. Wow. Was there a but TV show? That, like, there was nothing. Like, I don't, I, don't, I don't recall there being a TV show. I know there was a cartoon show for Conan for a while. There was, yeah. But so, um, but other than that, as far as movies go, no, there was nothing between Arnold and Jason at all. So, I feel like Jason did okay, but, you know, you remember Jason wasn't coming off of big roles. I think Conan was like his big movie role, I, I think. Because this, this was before Game of Thrones. He was coming off of a, uh, not a Star Trek, a uh, Stargate, Stargate, I believe, Stargate. series. Yeah. And um, some stuff like that. So I think Conan was his big break. And I think people just looked at him and literally dismissed the movie 
because it was him. But I, right. I mean, did it have some cheesy parts? Yeah, but I don't think it was that bad. Maybe it'll go under on the cult classic shelf. But going back to Rob's thing about Mad Max, yeah. Mad Max was one of those movies where it was legit. Just there was there was no story in my opinion. I mean, there was a story. You know what I mean? But it wasn't episode. It was an episode. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was, it was, you know, like, I feel like the, the, the original with Mel Gibson, you know, and Tina Turner had more of a story than the remake did. You know, the remake, he barely, you know, he barely had any lines. You know what I mean? It was really more so focused on, um, Oh my God, I have her, I have her face in my head. And I can't think of her name. I can't remember Man, her character's name. Wait, was, but, y'all know yeah. who I'm talking about. She was in. Um, are you about, are you an actress? Yeah, Charlize yeah. Theron. Yeah. yeah, it was more so focused on her and the three girls that she was trying to get out of. Yeah. You know, captivity. Who was trying to escape? You know what I mean? And then the water, and you know, and all that stuff. But it, Mad Max was the remakes to me was just one of those. You know, cult classic action from beginning to end, guns blazing, fights, those old school movies that you would watch that was just legit, just, you know, guns blazing. I thought that Mad Max was really well done for what it was. Oh, you know what yeah. I mean? And, uh-huh. and I don't know if that's the recipe for when we talk about action movie remakes, because going back to it, that's kind of what Judge Dredd was. There wasn't a big, yeah. you know, integral story to the Judge Dredd remake. It was blood and bullets and violence and, you know, and all that. There was no depth. Right. You know what I'm saying? The Judge Dredd. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, he was, he didn't... Um, again, hate to be the guy, but it was the comic book. Uh, <laughs> you know what, Rob? You just go, just go, if you never translate the video, just get a cue card and hold up like it was the comic book. Just write that on a cue card. And just hold up. Check out your Judge Dredd comics. They're dope. If you like Judge Dredd, <laughs> do it. It's good. All right, back to the show. In trying to steer this back to Cobra Kai, I assume that we're on the part where we can talk about spoilers. Oh, definitely. We've been talking yeah, for a minute. And I know we're going to be wrapping up soon, but I just wanted yeah. to ask you guys, what were your favorite parts of the series? Well, so far, like, again, I've only watched the first two episodes, but I actually thought the, inter- the first interaction between Johnny and, uh, um, what's his face, uh, LaRusso, whatever. Yeah. I, I, yeah, Daniel, like, I thought that first interaction, like, when he saw him again, like, I, I, I honestly thought that was funny, like, because... Yeah. <laughs> It's like he it's like he was trying like Johnny was trying so hard to avoid it all together and it was just like yeah. it was like right. nah. Nah. I, yeah. <laughs> he almost like, made it too. I was like, put the hood on. Right. Like, what cost the cow? You know, not that. Destiny spoke and they said no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the one thing that I don't want to see them get too heavy with that I'm very concerned about, and this is uh keep in mind I've already put my uh eggs in the basket of really loving this show because i do same here i don't want the other kids in cobra kai i don't want the ones who are otherized to be painted as the villains for the mm. sake of robbie who is john's there we go. son mm-hmm. i don't like him as the face mm-hmm. i want i don't necessarily need him to be the heel i want him to have a good relationship with his father i do care about that he is not my hero though mm-hmm. my hero are the cobra kai kids and i don't want them to be otherized into being bad kids mm-hmm. so that, i don't want them to be painted that way they are the ones who have been picked on i want them to have the redemption right. i want them to learn and that could include some stumbles but i want it to not be a thing so they need to treat right. them very delicately right um because i really thought they they took hawk 
a big step at the end there, and y'all know what I'm talking yeah. about when he uh, played the uh, get him a body back right. for a split second. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think Hawk's a good kid, and the the kid filled with depression and you know just nervousness that we saw in the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just don't want him to become suddenly a bad kid, and I. I know that they're going to also tie that to, you know, Johnny's learning again as well. And right. obviously the very, very last scene, which I almost don't want to spoil it even on the podcast, but we'll just say a very dastardly character makes it a return from the shadows. Yes. Yeah. Hint, hint, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, okay. that was, I was, ki- I kind of sure. squealed on that part, honestly. Okay. <laughs> so, so the part that I, not the part there's not really a part that i disliked about the whole show but i feel like in the last two episodes i feel like episodes one through eight were as close to a perfect 10 as you're gonna get for this kind I of totally tv show you're about to say i absolutely agree with all yeah. <laughs> yeah if yeah. you look at how they did nine and ten the writers got super lazy they got lazy and rushed. They did. And so what they did was they ended up... So at first, what it looked like, the dynamic they were going with was that Johnny was teaching this, you know, Centuries LaRusso. And mm-hmm. then Daniel was teaching this, you know, the Johnny of this mm-hmm. era. But then you get to the end and it flips. So then, what what's the uh, kid's name that Johnny is teaching? I can, I can't remember his name. Miguel. Yeah, Miguel. Yep, Diaz. I think. Yeah, Diaz. I feel like he did too much of a flip too quick. I agree completely. And then I, I feel like that Johnny's son did too much of a flip too quick. He just became, yeah. you know, they, they they became polar opposites. Like Miguel was just such a a great, you know, a great. And like, kid he was a good kid he was geek kind or nerd kind of he was nice and then by the time you get to episode 10 and they're fighting you're looking like wait a minute what's with all the you know the roaring and the yelling and i I get it he had a lot going on and Mm -hmm. he was taking that you know he was embodying what cobra kai was but it was not a what's the word i'm looking for it, it didn't seem real. Uh, subtle enough. And right. It wasn't as nuanced. It felt very much so like a WWE heel turn. It was not a natural re- uh, evolution. That's what it was. Yeah. It was not a natural evolution for what they were throughout the, the rest <laughs> of the show. So well, and I don't really dig. So Tanner Buchanan played Robbie, who was uh, John's son. Yeah. Um, so I really, of the performances, I found his to be the least believable. I don't know what it was. And I, I looked on the internet a little bit, you know, before we were talking about this. And apparently... <laughs> I'm definitely not alone on this one, I guess. I didn't know oh, that, yeah. but um, I guess a lot of people didn't like Robbie, and I kind of do agree with that. And I don't think it's the kids, that, you know, it's one of those things, but everyone loved Miguel. Miguel's the dude, and everyone loves Samantha, and right. so everyone wants Miguel and Samantha to be, you know, a thing. And by the way, that twist, I am all about, because I think Samantha's awesome. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, like, Samantha, for me, is like, she's the, she's the, the, she can be the next karate kid. I'm cool with that. Her and her and Miguel can make little karate babies when they get of age. <laughs> but the way they're like now to me, they've written themselves in a really stupid corner because yeah, now what it looks like is pretty much that now Johnny is this like he feels guilty. And then on top of that, Daniel's teaching his kid. And then he's the kids that he's teaching are all turning into these little assholes. Honestly, mm-hmm. like if you look at how I can't think of the one girl's name. That was with Cobra Kai. I can't think the bigger of bigger girl. Yeah. I can't think of her mm-hmm. name, but I figured her name, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the gosh, way she, like, if you look at her reaction, like awesome. the, 
like the way she you know her evolution it didn't make sense mm-hmm. she became so overly aggressive like, she did like i was looking at that too and i was like wait a minute right um and okay s- and so then the only evolution that made sense to me was hawk because they explained yeah. why he like he explained why he was acting the way he was and it made yep. sense based off of who he was before like you're like okay you know I'm sick of being picked on and then you know my sensei told me you know I got to I got to accept this shit and then I got to give people something else to to notice me for yep. so mm-hmm. I'll go get this blue ass mohawk I'll get this big ass tattoo and I'll become a badass it made sense for him sweet, by the way I'm mm-hmm. sorry I was just saying it was sweet, by the way. Oh, it yeah, awesome. it was sweet. But then, you know, you got <laughs> Miguel. Slap, I about fell out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like you got Miguel who, you know, throughout the whole show, he's cool. He's really just doing this just because, you know, he, you know, he enjoys it. It's something, it gives him something to do. He's protecting himself. He was bullied. You know, then, you know, you have Samantha he likes. And then through a, huge series of misfortunate events it was or unfortunate events it like everything wrong happened at the right time for him right like her getting her phone taken away just you know the kid robbie being there when he was coming over to see you know to meet her family and everything like everything happened at the exact wrong right time for him Mm -hmm. so i get that and i get why he was angry but I feel like it still wasn't natural enough to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you completely. It was, um, it was really good, and but you hit the nail on the head saying the last two episodes yeah. kind of lost it a little bit. My big thing that I hope they do moving forward to what appears to be a season two, because I, I, we can already tell that this is uh, going they gotta get a season the way two. that YouTube wants it to do, of course. I really want the dastardly shadow bad man that appears in the last episode. I want Johnny to be very conflicted and not just jump in with him. I want that to be, because what we need now, since we don't want Miguel to be a protagonist, or excuse me, an antagonist, and we really don't want Robbie to be an antagonist either, because I don't think that he deserves to be an antagonist. Not at this point, he doesn't. The way he was, he did. He's a kid. Like, let's be real, right? So we need an antagonist. We don't want it to be Johnny. We don't want it to be Daniel, because I don't think either of them, they're both good guys. I would like Daniel to be the antagonist. I was liking that, honestly. (laughs) I was liking Daniel Um, being painted in a bad light with him trying to get the strip mall clothes. I do, too. Daniel's and, good at heart. I mean, he's got he's a, he's a fine guy at the right. end of the day, and like it's all right. And I'm a, you know, um, <laughs> it is what it is. But I want I want this uh, when it comes to the shadow bad guy. I want him to be a whole other faction that we do not know. Maybe he runs a national chain of dojos now or something, right? Maybe he is wanting to bring Cobra Kai into his fold again, and his old sense that oh, you finally succeeded. Right, Look what I've been doing. I want that to be the struggle. And if they do that and they don't let Johnny just jump right in bed with him and he becomes a bad guy for the entire time and then Daniel has to come and illegally kick him again or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> if they handle it right, it can be done well. It's it, This season two could totally be good. But I want them to do it carefully and I want them to do right. it well because they have me now invested in the show and I want to watch it. Right. And real mm-hmm. realistically, that's how they kind of have to do it. You can't yeah. just have Johnny jump in with Mr. Shadow Man. At this point, mm-hmm. you can't. Right. If you do that, that is a huge failure on the writer's part. And Absolutely. side note, Will Smith produces this. I don't know if anyone knew this. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. This is this cool. this belongs to his production yeah. company. But 
Um, Dwayne, we have. Re- I am so we have been talking, and I know we have not heard from you. Have you watched this? Yeah, I watched the first two episodes for free. I didn't jump and get a YouTube Red account. Yeah. Gotcha. What do you think? What do you think? Well, it's nice. Look back to uh, Karate Kid. Like honestly, I don't remember the whole the whole kid stuff, like the whole high school nonsense. But I remember like you know the good part, the crane kick and all that. The, the wax on, wax off. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, like I'm, I like the, I like it. Like it. Okay. What's your favorite part in the series that you are at so far of the new series, the Cobra Kai series? Yeah, uh, even with both characters, it seems like from the start that they're just like you live in the past so hard, like they can't get past yeah. it. They're, like yeah. Mm-hmm. Like John is definitely, he's defined by regret. That is one of right. the biggest things about his entire yes. team. He is thematically, just the word to describe him is regretful. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I think it's amazing how they show how that one moment, that kick, pretty much defined yeah. the rest of his Changed life. Changed his entire, yeah. It, it defined his life, honestly. Absolutely. Like, he, he so, pretty much attributes Everything in his life, everything, yeah. Back to that, you can tell just from how they do the flashbacks at the moment that he has his flashbacks. It's like, okay, well, I can tie this into this. This is all Daniel's fault, pretty much. That that's how he sees it. But at the mm-hmm. same time, Daniel has Daniel has made a living off of being a champion. Yeah, his billboards got the legs sticking out. True, you know what I'm saying he's chopping prices on the commercial. You know what I'm saying, and everything. So while while Johnny's whole life has been regret of that moment, Daniel has also been. I mean, we, like like we mentioned when he gets to the dealership. I mean, he brings it up when he sees Johnny right. at the dealership in yeah. front of everybody. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? For no, no reason. It was, it was actually was it was actually his coworker brought it up. Like he kind of. Like Daniel followed yeah. through with it, but it was like he initially didn't bring it up. He was just well, no, I, think, I mean, I think he was trying to avoid it at first, but because they brought up, it was like, yeah, yeah, that did happen. Well, I mean, he was like, oh, so this is the dude you kicked in the face, and right. he was like, oh yeah, you know, and then all of a sudden he starts talking about, yeah, he was a a guy in high school, a right. pretty badass, or I think he was trying to say he was a jerk in high school, but he caught himself. But he was in that in that second, he was like literally reliving. Every moment in that second, as soon as he saw Johnny, so I, I think that that was a right. great thing because they they all have just been living in that one those couple minutes of the thing. Um, Daniel was really quick. I, yeah, yeah, he was, he was. Um, and really quick, I, I know we're probably wrapping up, but I have to say I had two parts. So me and my daughter have been watching this, and because my daughter has, I have had my daughter watch some eighties movies with me, so nice. she has seen the original Karate Kid. Um, so one part that we both really liked was when is her I'm so sorry the girl's name Sarah Samantha daughter? Samantha Samantha when Samantha had had enough of Asian boy oh in the movie after theater he told the, after yes. he told the rumors and she was in the lunchroom you know what I'm saying and he was still trying to act smug and she smacked the, his tray up off the table and when he was looking at her. If you notice, just really slightly, Samantha slowly went into a stance. Yeah. She was about to take him out. Yeah. And in that moment, I think that was one of the moments that I wish would have happened. I don't know why. Like, I know Miguel had to come in and 
you know, save the day. Like I, I knew that that's where it was going as soon as he put his tray on the table. But I can't lie. In that moment, I wanted her to take that dude down. So, oh, so that was that was one part that I I really really liked. Um, and then the other part somebody else mentioned was towards the end, or at least where I am, I should say when Johnny is talking to all the kids and he's lost, you know, lost a couple of kids because he's mean and he talked about them, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then there's a flashback of Johnny as a kid. Right. You know, and we find out Johnny grew up in a well-to-do home. You know what I'm saying? He had a shitty stepfather, a loving, but he had a loving mother and they grew up well-to-do because from what it looked like, the stepfather had money. However he got it, you know, I don't know, but he had money. And but so Johnny was one of those kids who didn't have any friends. You know, he was the rich kid that was probably picked on for being a rich kid. And he sees the Cobra Kai. He sees um, Sensei Crease. And, you know, that's kind of how his story began. So he kind of sees himself in these kids, you know, after Miguel tells him, you know, gets on him for being so hard. And he walks out and he tells the kids his narrative. And I thought that that was really cool. And then obviously, you know, um, Hawk coming in. I was sitting there looking at him like, who is that? And I was like, holy shit, that's Lip. <laughs> right, yeah. I was like, that's Lip. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and, and it was the fact that, yeah, you know, and the fact that they have really adopted shedding skin, you know, like a cobra and, and transforming themselves yes. into something new. And even though you see Johnny legit struggle to relate, well, not relate, but try to relate and talk to these kids. You know, he's been drunk. You know, failed relationships, not a good father, you know, laid on his rent. He was a contractor, you know. He is out of touch with the fact that these kids play video games and they bully cyber on cyber in the cyber world. Oh, well, he you didn't know, even know what Facebook was. And shoving kids in the lockers or, I mean, with the exception of a couple of bullies. But a lot of the bullying is online now. You know what I mean? And yeah. he's like, you know, if, if you got something to say to somebody, you don't say it online. You say it to their face. You know, he's yeah. trying to. He's trying to show them of what he went through. And I just thought that that whole little relation and the, and the transformation um, was just another really good um, nod to the series. And it's just right. another thing of, right. And now we kind of see why Johnny was how he was back in the first movie. So I like the fact that it's a lot of nostalgia pointing back towards the past, but also linking to what's going on in this series. So those are probably my two favorite parts. Yeah, yeah definitely. Boba T kick too. Let's give a shout out to that. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, lunchroom Absolutely. scene was probably my favorite. Now that I've been like really thinking on it, like I was never as hyped as I was watching Miguel get it in on those. Yes. Yes. It was amazing. <laughs> it was. I was like, oh my God, he's really no, awesome. He was giving like, it yeah. to him. Yeah. Turned into Winter Soldier for a hot second. He right. did. He I, did. He I was did. actually really surprised at how well choreographed the fighting was it in this. Was. If yeah. you yeah. like Johnny's fighting was great. If you absolutely it, his moves were crisp. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I was really surprised at that. So I thought that I thought that was amazing for this show. <laughs> that was good. So uh, we'll get to like final thoughts, guys. I mean, so it sounds like everybody that's watched it has enjoyed it, um, which I think is mm-hmm. awesome. So we definitely. Sounds like it's a Planet EJOBN staff approval. 
that Cobra Kai is definitely Absolutely. You're not gonna get you're yeah. not gonna get iron fisted on this one. You feel me? <laughs> no, Gag. not at all. <laughs> hey, they can still make it up with season two. That's all I can say. No, 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 they can't. Iron Fist is dead. Do not bring it back. I hate him. <laughs> no, I, I still have faith in it. I ain't giving up on it quite yet. No, I'm with mm. you. I, I like the Marvel movie. I, I'm, I'm all about it, so I, I'll give it a shot, and I'll complain if I hate it, which is fine with me. Mm. That. Yeah, I, but I, I bet y'all like, be complaining. AKA Ryan Johnson. Mm-mm. So I will, for my final thought, I will about particularly just about this series is I, I agree with what everybody else says. I definitely. If, if you are someone that grew up in the 80s and has watched 80 movies, you know, so we talked about Back to the Future and Teen Wolf and obviously Karate Kid is right up in there. Um, and you've kind of always wanted to know what happened. That's exactly what this series is. It's what happened to them afterwards. You know what I mean? And kind of learning more about Johnny, seeing the fact that LaRusso has, again, if you agree with the fan theory, LaRusso has fully accepted the title of being a, a grown dick since we're allowed to say that on this podcast and um i just thought it was really good it definitely has the 80s nostalgia feel it's not a remake you know it doesn't feel stale it doesn't feel boring and it's really engaging and the dynamics are very interesting um you know of how the two are coming around and like somebody mentioned earlier you know russo and um what is the kid's name not bobby Robbie. Johnny's son. Robbie. Bobby? Robbie. 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 Yeah, how LaRusso and Robbie is kind of the Miyagi uh, LaRusso mix and Johnny and Miguel and, and the dojo is creasy. You know what I mean? But not as not as severe. You know what I mean? Not as so sinister. Crease, Crease was sinister. Johnny is not. You know, and he's just the guy trying to give some new kids what the dojo, if you take Crease out of it, what the dojo did for him. The dojo gave him friends. The dojo gave him confidence. You know, the, the dojo did all that for him when he was younger. So he's trying to give that back. And, and I just thought that it was really well done. Right. Yeah. That was a good summary, though. Um, I think that I pretty much mirror a lot of what Tiffany said, honestly. And um, now one thing we're doing, we're about to wrap up, y'all. So uh, the big thing I want to point out, though, um, Planet EJOBN, everyone watching, everyone listening, and everyone who's part of our little family here. We really, really appreciate you guys um, taking time out to hang out with us. Um, and, and we're here to interact with. Any of y'all want to slide up in the DMs, as long as not Tiffany's and you're acting thirsty, you can come up there <laughs> <laughs> hang with any of us anytime. We want to hear your thoughts. Sound off. I mean, give us, uh, if you see this out on YouTube, like it, subscribe, of course. Give us comments. We will take, you know, do our best just to basically engage in conversation with you. This is all of our show, and that is including you and you over there and you over there. Everyone who listen, we appreciate you. We love you. We pre- and we're basically going to be moving forward week to week. Give us stuff to talk about. Um, we don't mind coming up with stuff, of course. Oh yeah. But we also want you to sound off. That's uh, if I say sound off five more times as a buzzword, <laughs> y- y'all will get the picture right. So let's safe say. word. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> <An> inverse. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, but y'all are aces, and we appreciate you, and we love you, and um, thank you so much for listening to us. I think Ryan's going to take us out, but that was one thing I want to make sure we hit home, is uh, that we're, we're doing this for y'all. This is what we want to be doing, and we want you to do it with us. Yep. Yep. Well, just to mirror what Rob said, you know, thank you, everyone, for listening. You know, thanks for rocking with us. We're glad that you take the time to listen to us. You know, we do this for you guys. You know, we just like talking about nerd stuff. That's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. That's why everyone is here for. 
we're big kids who have to do adult stuff. <laughs> so yeah, ain't that the truth, right? Does anybody have like a flute jazz solo, like an anchor man that's gonna play us out? No, at the end we gonna do something. Oh, okay, oh my god, I, we do need I mean, one. <laughs> I mean, I have to settle for careless whisper personally. But... <laughs> we'll work on some that. Some Kenny G, some Backstreet Boys. We'll definitely some work on that. <laughs> oh yeah, but yeah, slow jam. thanks again guys thanks for listening you know thanks for hanging out with us and remember if someone steps to you or the person you're talking to put them in a body bag no mercy (laughs) in a body bag yeah later y'all thank you (laughs) later